go a little wider. Prince Ball back for Marshall. The footwork, the footwork. Benji Marshall. Now the speed. The footwork again. Away from Peachy. Passes without looking. Away for Richard. Back to Fitz Henry. That is as good as you will see. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Supercoach Tragics podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and with me tonight, we are joined by two special guests, which is pretty exciting. So, first up, for the first time on the Tragics podcast, we have Maxi. Maxi, thanks for coming on, mate. G'day. Absolute pleasure to be here. Big fan of the show. So, thanks for giving me the invitation. No, no problem, mate. You're always welcome. Um, first up, how are you going this year, mate? How's your rank? Yeah, look, it's been a really interesting year. Um, my background's more in the BBL Supercoach world. Um, and last year was my first proper year at uh, NRL Supercoach. And I managed to crack the top 1K. So I came with high hopes. But I think my problem was I l- was relying on too many of the rules from last year, like going for these big, uh, big ceilings, uh, CTWs way too early in the season. Um, so I've been sitting around the sort of 4 5K um, for the last couple of weeks, but I've set myself up pretty nicely for the run home. So I'm hoping I can steam uh, inside the top 1K, but got a, got a, got a bit of ground to make up. Mm. No, mate, you got, you're way ahead of me. So um, <laughs> uh, you're, you're where I need to be. You're my aspirations. I, want to, I need to be in a couple of weeks. So, um, well, for those that don't know, uh, Max, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and what you've been uh, doing around. I, know I, I listened to a few podcasts you're on in the past and I might know a little bit, but uh, for those that don't know, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm just a huge sports fan, I guess, like everyone else in this uh, in the fantasy sports space. Um, been lucky enough to work in professional cricket for uh, – started that about sort of eight or nine years ago. And for the last six years, I've been working as a cricket commentator for Cricket Australia. So um, get the absolute pleasure of calling a lot of the WBBL games, WNCL games, one-day cup guys. So all of the domestic cricket that you'll see on the live streams on cricket.com.au or across KO – um, often get the call up to call those games in Sydney, which is an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm a huge Tigers fan, um, really sort of become quite passionate about my NRL super coach in the last couple of years as well. So um, listen to all the pods and really addicted to all the content makes a, a great listening while I walk the dog around the suburbs, um, getting up close to Leichhardt Oval near where I live. Um, yeah, and that's a bit about me. Oh, awesome, man. No, it's good to know. So, um, we'll have to have you back when we do our BBL podcast as well, mate. I think um, your insights there will be invaluable. Yeah, yes, please. I can't wait. Best time of year. And um, I do my, my sort of work in that space is typically with the SC Playbook crew as well, mm-hmm. um, who are awesome mob, um, make really, really good content in both seasons, led by the uh, illustrious Tim Williams um, at the helm. And um, yeah, but very, very always happy to talk about cricket, as Glenn knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to cricket again because um, my rank is terrible in NRL at the moment. So I did actually did I did all right last year in BBL. I came, I think, 700th in the end, coming from nice. about I think I was about 10,000 with uh, four rounds to go, and I brought it back quite nicely. So huge, well done, awesome. All right, and joining us for the second time on the podcast, uh, we have Perso, mate. We love your info that you brought us last time. So we had to have you back. Yeah, always good to be back, boys. It's a good pod. But any excuse to talk about footy and super catch. That's it, mate. That's it. Uh, and how'd you go last week, man? How you going for the season? Uh, not as bad as I thought last week. I went in with, I was going low, and then there was a couple of outs like Graham and a few others that I, AJ and Madison, I was trying to bring in, and I thought oh, nine players. I got five hundred sixty, and I thought, oh, that's going to be terrible. I only dropped eight hundred fifty spots, but mm. I was sitting about seven k, just over seven k, which from where I started at, after the disaster that round one was at one hundred and eight k. I'm not too too disappointed with that. I run home. Hopefully, try and push up maybe top 3K, top 1K at best. But 
I'm starting to run low on trades now because I had to trade my ass off to get out of the trouble. So, mm. so here we go. Yes, no, mate, it's good to know you're moving up there as well. So, um, yeah, like, like I said, you guys can all complain about your rank, but um, not not around me. All right. So, <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, as always, we have the expert uh, for the Tragedies podcast. We have Glenn, mate. How was uh, your week, mate? Yeah, it wasn't a bad week. I mean, it could have been better. Like those, I had three out with um, Campbell, Graham, uh, Talakai, Hines. Uh, I had another one out as well. I, I would have had 16. I ended mm. up running in with 13. I got 845. And uh, so it wasn't a terrible score. And I'm ranked 4K, which for me is usually not where I'm happy to be. But I mean, uh, like Max, I haven't adjusted as well this season either. I don't think mm. that um, I usually, like last year, I adjusted really quickly. And this year, I don't think I did. And, and that mm-hmm. and my playing Oslotto with my 5.8s didn't help either. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, I remember the, the, the uh, training the 5.8s from Munster to Brown to Brown to Walker, but back to, back to Munster again. So um, yeah, not not sure I'm doing that now, so I can't argue with that. So um, in saying that, guys, I'm actually proud to say that I had a great week last week. Uh, I got 246 ranked for the week, so I got 11.29 last week. Um, everyone was complaining about all the players falling down like Campbell Grain, who I had. I was actually loving it because I had 17 players no matter what happened. So um, I was pretty stoked on my result last week. And unlike the rest of the guys, the rest of the guys have probably got their team as close to set up to their final team. I might have a, a lot more trades left, um, but I'm not really close to being fully set up yet. So I've got uh, 11 trades left still, which is uh, pretty good. So I, I know I can get to my team with that, but um, yeah, still got a lot of work to go. But I said, I'm just going to pick and choose. I know where my next six trades are going to be. I'm just picking the matchups and getting the ones that are priorities first. So, Just a shout-out to Tyrone and Tim. Timmy got 1,014, Captain Moses, and dropped to 37 overall rank, which is very well done. And Tyrone, of course, got 1,000 and something as well. So, mm. well done, boys. Yeah, that was uh, amazing watching um, Tim Moody. Uh, yeah, like, it's just... We're backing him in for like for those that aren't competing with him right now up top. There are we're all backing him in to try and go back to back. So he's on fire. So yeah, but he's going. Consider he's, he was at a shock around one. I was talking to him. We, the podcast that I'm going to start up. I was going to have him on the show first, and he was all he's all despondent after that first week. He was ranked like eighty <laughs> something, and he just he didn't want to talk to anyone in the world. And <laughs> he, he's just risen through the ranks, and yeah, he's been up there now for a bit. He's every chance of going back to back. He's not far behind. That's it. One thing uh, you, you'll hear a lot when you listen to Tim Moody on his pods is he likes to talk about the vibe and the feel of things. I really need to get my um, my vibe on, I reckon, because uh, whatever that vibe is, he's bloody working and uh, I might have to listen more closely to him. So, Yeah, definitely. I think that Moses move was very inspired. Um, it was, a, I think, a guy that we were probably all lying off three, four weeks ago thinking he had the Tigers in the buy and he was going to go big, but... Um, he had a few poor scores in the weeks, uh, you know, in uh, 15 and 16, but went big when it mattered. And, um, yeah, congrats to Tim on um, a huge ballsy move skippering him. It's really paid off. Yeah, I did the same thing. I got Moses as well. It was, uh, I didn't see him, though. I see IPAP. I didn't have the kahunas to captain him, but I definitely <laughs> thought he brought him in. Yeah, yeah. I punted um, Graham to AJ. I need to reverse it when he got pulled out. <laughs> and then to watch Richie Kenner score three tries falling over the line down that sword that I was going to captain him against the Knights, that, that hurt. Yeah, <laughs> Kenner, Kenner gets three. You know, AJ's getting five. So exactly. <laughs> That was a hard watch. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. 
All right, guys, we'll move on to the most traded um, ins this week. So we'll start with number one. I'll start with you, Max. Number one most traded in player this week is Deloise Hoda from the Broncos. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. He's obviously a almost bottom dollar um, center wing. Um, so just obviously people just trying to still free up cash at the moment um, because Cobos hasn't been named to back up from origin this week and he's mm-hmm. getting the start. But um, definitely a one-week play and a guy who's a good chance to actually have a have a good score and then nuff out from this point. So um, like it from the perspective of um, giving people the funds to upgrade elsewhere um, because he's a perfect kind of nuff, um, particularly congratulations to those people who got on last week and are going to get these two games out of him as well. Um, he's lining up against Gold Coast this week too, who look really weak out wide. And in their back, we know guys like Patrick Herbert don't really like tackling that much. So he's every chance to going 60-plus, if not um, close to a ton again. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a really good matchup for him. Um, we'll move on to number two and we'll talk to Perso. Uh, Joe Tarpany, mate, I can't argue with this trade-in. He's on fire. Oh, I hate the word must-have, but he's not far off it, is he? He's mm. been absolutely killing it since uh, just before Origin. And yeah, he hasn't had a lot of attacking stats this year. He's just he's doing all this just with base and base attack, basically, and then he gets a line break assist or a line break here and there. But he's always good for sort of four or six tries a year too, and the Raiders have got the softest draw home as well. So you'd have to think he's a chance to go on 120 at some point in the run home. And mm. at worst, he's just going to keep punching out these scores. He, he's on fire. Yeah, see, the fact that he's done with that, Really, any attacking sacks is, is just surprising. And he's he's not like he's getting massive minutes. He's getting, what, 55, 60 minutes every week, and he's still pumping out 80s and 90s. Yeah. So The Raiders have five games against the five bottom sides in the run home. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about that uh, that draw home, I think it was like two really soft games, and it was Penrith, and it was two yeah, they, soft games, and it was uh, Melbourne. Storm or something. Yeah, they, yeah. Got the, they got the two top sides, and then they've got the five bottom sides. It's a pretty – when you're leaving it out, it's a pretty, pretty good draw, but it is the Raiders too who yeah. aren't really killing it. Yeah, and, 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 but I, I guess if you're going to want to have any player in that draw, it's going to be a forward who's oh. going to be doing plenty of grunt work in the middle no matter what. So um, I think as well, for some reason, Ricky's picking these weird benches at the moment. Um, you know that Ricky's never trustworthy as a coach, but um, the, at the moment he's got a backup hooker and then a centre uh, yeah. on the bench. So Tarpany's every chance of playing huge minutes and going 90-plus again this week for sure. Yeah, 100% agree with that one. All right, we have number three most traded in. And we'll go to you, Glenn. Uh, Fanua Pole uh, had a cracker of a game on the weekend. I didn't have him on my team. It was hard watching him. Yeah, I think if you bought him in last round, it was a nice play. I'm not so mm. sure it's a good play this round. I mm. think, um, look, if you're doing it for cash, I get it. But having said that, I think that he's on the bench. He could actually turn out to be a bit of an AE issue. Mm. I, I would actually suggest that you wait one round and go the other one. I can't pronounce his name, Amamatu, or have you said? Adamua. Yeah, yeah uh, in the second row position. I just watch and see what minutes he gets this week because he'll probably rotate with Ghana. But like, Ghana may come through the lock position, although mm. that's interesting because we've got Offengauer and Hastings starting at lock now. So, look, I, I would just wait a week and watch to see what the rotation is on those forwards. Yeah, I think with um, Machine at the helm there as well, he loves to blood new um new players and he's doing a good job it's good to expose these young players but it's just it's the unknown of what the rotation's going to look like when that bench so it's definitely something to look out for all right we'll go back to you maxi um number four most traded in mate the guy i brought in and captain last week latron mitchell yeah well done um good call 
Um, and I guess that this is probably going to be one of those big debates again this week is is Luttrell, the top two fullback. Um, most people in their teams last week, I think, would have gotten in Pappenhausen, especially after that Heinz news. Um, almost certain he was the most traded in player. Um, but now we, we've got, people have either got um, Heinz down there with Pappenhausen um, and they're looking for another gun fullback or they're looking to upgrade a Kennedy or a man. Um, and Luttrell could be the guy. Um, especially with Tedesco, um, who's the other most likely candidate. Um, not every chance to get through Origin unscathed. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, people obviously loving what they've seen from the trail. And the price isn't too different to what Teddy's offering at the moment. Yeah. Um, personally, uh, you know, my where I'm sitting, I'm definitely Team Teddy. I'm just going to count on the pedigree. I'm going to count on the slightly better draw. Um, also saw some really interesting stats, just that Tedesco really seems to lift in the second – oh, sorry, the yeah. final third of the yeah. year. Um, and just the fact that I can afford him um, just means that I'm going to be um, sticking in uh, Team Teddy over the troll. But in terms of a pod move, he's still got low ownership, so can't can't hold it against anyone who um, wants to take the gamble and bring him in. He's looked fit, he's looked hungry, and um, he's really helping Souths look like, even though they've got a tough draw coming up, they could win a lot of those games. Yeah, I think um, end of last year as well, South had a good like, – they had a pretty tough run home, but they managed to um... – I show a few people wrong when they, mm. when they came home. And I think um, on the back of Latrell as well, it really just helps them out a little bit. I, I personally have Latrell um, and Pappenhausen after this week. And I still think the best combination um, is Teddy and Pappenhausen. However, I'm where I'm ranked, I need to have that kind of point of difference there. That's why I'm going Latrell. Um, but I definitely would prefer to have Teddy um, um, and Pappenhausen as my first choice. I I guess the interesting thing is if you think about their base as well, like they've both got pretty decent floors just given Teddy Teddy just works his butt off, does a thousand runs, gets a gets a hundred tackle tackle bus a game. So he, he, his base is exceptional. They they had a stat this week that Tedesco still got the most um, tackle bus of any player in the in the comp, or if not, he's definitely top two. But Latrell, when he does have these big scores, yes, he's got the goal kicking which helps, but he seems to have to work a lot harder to get his points. Like he's genuinely got to throw cutouts and put people over the line. He's he's got to make line breaks that just seem that little bit harder than Teddy. Teddy just seems to do the scoring a little bit easier, which is why I also like him as well. He's Teddy's probably less likely to throw up a, a 40, um, and, but maybe just as likely to score a hundred. So yeah, but certainly it's going to be a huge call for for coaches. If it wasn't last week, it definitely is this week. It could be one of those um, things which really decides if you're going to finish in the top 1K or going to finish in the top three. That's right. All right. Move on to number five. Go to you, Perso. Um, Joey Manu, try it in. What are your thoughts on that one, mate? What's he priced at now? He's getting up there. Uh, $708,000. Yeah, I, I brought him in before the first buy. He's been absolutely killing it. And with Kiri out, he looks like set to be staying at 5 for a bit too, where he, same as he plays at fullback, he doesn't get a hell of a lot more attacking stats there, but he just runs for days. His stats are just ridiculous. And he's, he's the available centre wing. He's the highest centre wing, averaging centre wing at the moment. He's mm-hmm. the third highest averaging fullback at the moment as well. So yeah. um, if you want him for the run home, the Chooks run is not fantastic, but it's not the worst either. You'd have to think that they're starting to build to something, the Chooks too. Everyone, we've been waiting all year that they're um, going to, they had a softer draw earlier. They seem to keep battling. They're sitting outside the eight, but um, last game against the Panthers was good. They're sort of, Starting to show that whether they're going to peak towards the end, but um, I've got Manu and I'm hanging on to him. Mm. I don't know if I'd be bringing him in and be turn dependent, I suppose. He's fairly pricey, but it also yeah. it depends who else you've got at centre wing, I suppose. But 
There's too many fullbacks to choose at fullback, so you're going to be bringing him at centre wing, that's for sure. I feel like last year we were all looking at AJ, Garrick, and some of these guys in the um, Brian Toto, who are absolute must-haves, like these guys who are really putting their hand up and saying, if you don't have me, you're going to lose ranks. Don't feel like there's as many guys in the centre wing this year who are, who are definite must-haves. Um, but if you had to pick two, um, Manu would definitely be one of them. Um, he scores 60 points for fun when he's at centre. So the fact that he's going to be getting his hands on the ball twice as much at 5'8", like he should be scoring 70, 80 minimum this week. I think he's, you know, I don't want to spoil a bit of a later segment, but he's he's a big chance to be my skipper this week as well. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, he's a guy that I, I can't begrudge anyone if they've got the funds to bring him in at, um, at centre, particularly um, if they're a bit light on troops but with uh, To'o um, being rested this week through Origin. Yeah. Averaged um, 79.29 on the run home post-origin last year too, even though yeah. his scores are slightly inflated last year. But he's, um, he, oh, I can see him doing similar again this year. I really like what I'm seeing with the Roosters. I just wanted to comment before. So, Joara Hargraves is due back this round, and i got a feeling Lodge, who's on the extended bench, could come into that side as well. You look, I think one of the Egan boys will probably drop out. I, I really like, um, what I see for the Roosters, and I actually think their draw is quite nice. I, I like you, Max. I'm going for Tedesco as well, but it was a hard watch last round, and it's going to be a hard watch this round. But um, it, I, I, I always write my side out how it's going to look. I really like the Roosters running home, and they. And the other thing about the Roosters I wanted to mention is they need to win. Um, they, they, you know, there's a fight for the bottom three really in Manly, Roosters, Raiders, all fighting for that position. So I really expect a lot from players like Manu, Tedesco and co. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the next one. Number six traded in. We'll go to you, Glenn. Cam Murray. Um, Is this the week to bring him in, you reckon? Or would you wait a week? Yeah, I'd wait a week, mate. Look, I I love Murray and I'm debating. uh, I'm going, I mean, I've got, I'm six strong in the second row. You know, I always stack my second row spot and um, it's between Murray or, Fafita, David Fafita, as to which one I pick. They're both similarly priced. I don't trust David Fafita so much, so I think I'm going to lean to Murray, but I'm not doing it this week, mate. Not after Origin. He won't play the minutes, even if he does get named. Mm, Yeah, that was my fear too. Yeah. All right. Number seven, most traded in. We'll go to you, Maxie. Zach Hoskins. Um, Did look pretty busy on the weekend when he played, um, but I think this is going to be very similar to Deloise Huerta, just to build up the cash. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the fact he played 80 minutes and scored so well, I think he banged out a 62 um, all in base, which is um, which was really remarkable. Um, for a guy who I don't even think he's top 30 for the Broncos this year, um, he's just been running around in cup after um, you know playing the last few years in the Newcastle system where he couldn't even get a debut uh, up there. He was really, really impressive. So um, again, the guys who brought him in last week be doing backflip, seeing he's uh, named again with Capewell out. Um, and yeah, definitely just enough uh, option for people to, um, to to continue to raise funds. I guess the only warning with Hosking is that he played so well that he could potentially jag a bench spot yeah. once Capewell comes back next week and just become a bit of a nightmare. Um, we also know Jordan Ricky doesn't mind an injury himself, so um, that could mean that um, he could go back to a big minute spot if something were to go wrong there. But um, look, the, the way he played, if he gets on the field, he'll score well. So um, he's a fine pickup for for coaches who need money. 
Yeah. I will say I did a bit of research um, last week on this guy. So he's uh, actually a lock by trade. So um, if he was to do another, have another good game like he did last week, I can't see him not getting a bench spot there and they just rotate him to the middle um, because his defense, NRL-wise, his defense was great. He was tackling. His reads were perfect. Uh, and that was just um, good to watch as an NRL fan. So um, I reckon there's definite fear he may get a bench spot there. He's, he's a, he ended up getting that spot over, what, Piakura, who was the guy next in line, wasn't he? Um, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, he had a head knock the week before in Reggie. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. That's all right. Yeah. Well, he's, he got named on the extended bench this week. That's all he's I was concerned. Got good pedigree, old Hosky. No, I don't know. You, uh, Glenn, would be old enough to remember David Hosky, the mule. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> that's his young bloke. The mule, wasn't it? Yeah. Play for Manly. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> Different oh. build. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Perso, on to the next one. We'll go Harry Grant, number eight, most traded in, mate. So, um, yeah, um, I think they need to play him, you reckon? Because uh, no Smith there. I don't wish I could do a job, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's, I can understand it. It's it's probably a move I'm going to have to make myself this week. I'll get rid of Grant before Origin. Hmm. Um, and I planned on bringing him back next week, not this week after Origin, just because I thought he'd, he'd play limited minutes and whatever. But, yeah, with... Um, with the cheese out, it all depends how he pulls up in origin, but I'm probably I'm left with Chorus there and Cotter at hooker, so I'm probably going to have to punt Cotter a, a week early and go to Grant, so I can understand what mm. people are bringing him back. You're definitely going to want him for the run home. He's the best hooker by a mile. Yeah. So, uh, his price is pretty good now, too. He's dropped nicely, which is what I was hoping on. He had a massive BE at the time when I sold him, and he's over 700K. He's looking at a pretty juicy price now, so definitely understand guys bringing him in. If you can afford to wait a week after origin, probably, but you can't begrudge anyone bringing him in this week. No, Question no for you, Perso. I know that Grant's still got the best average in the hooker position for the season. I think he's at about 71. But his five-round average is only the 11th best of any yeah, hooker. So right. I know he's, had his, yeah, know he's had his minutes managed since round 13. He's had a couple of quiet games where Melbourne sort of unexpectedly got flogged. And we know his base isn't as good as... Um, uh, Damien Cooks and yeah. um, some of the uh, Reese Robsons and some of the other blokes. Is is Harry Grant as much of a lock as he was earlier in the year? Like I know he was someone who really separated the the top one percent from the rest of them. But are, are we kind of all getting suckered into um, that? You know how good he was at the start of the year. I, I know that personally, I'm also had, had planned to get him back in this week or next, but. I'm just kind of getting cold feet having a look at the fact that he does have a bit of a lower floor than I thought. Can I just answer to that? Yeah, so oh, I actually, you jump yeah, in, mate. Oh, yeah, okay. I have Cook and uh, Grant is in my plans to bring back in. But mm. I, I said it two weeks ago and I'll say it again. I don't like what I've seen from the Storm in general. Mm-hmm. Their backs are leaking a lot of points. And um, so, But uh, having said that, I think Munster back in the fold, Pappenhausen back in the fold and Grant, um, I... I I think that they will come good. They're the storm. But I, I personally, I'm waiting. I'm going to wait. Uh, definitely. He's got to break even 100 from memory. About that, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can afford to wait a week at least. But, I mean, if you're in a position where you need to jump now, like Persto is, then jump. But Yeah, yeah that's the only reason because Coruscant is getting rested and I've still got Cotter, who I've always yeah. planned on yeah. going Cotter to Grant after Origin. So, it's probably going to force my hand a bit. But you can definitely hold off him at least this week. But um, the, the thing with Hooker, even though he has – I predicted that's what was going to happen over IG. He was going to drop off, and that's why I got rid of him to always bring him back. I've got no doubt he'll be the highest averaging hooker on the run home from 
So yeah. around 20 onwards. Storm have a bit of a tough draw, but I've got no problem with the Storm. I mean, they've looked a bit ordinary in the last two weeks, but they've had players out that they'll come good. Mm. It's, it's just the hooker, it's just who do you take? Look, if you don't, look, Ruben Cotter's still the third highest averaging hooker at 64.6. Like after him and after Grant and Cook, it just falls away to buggery. There's just no one else. Based on draw, I actually like Robson. Yeah, and, same. Uh, yeah, that's and, not a bad shout. Cook, yeah. The cows I, draw is nice. I would, the cows and the sharks. Probably got the two most favourable draws of the good sides. Yeah, yeah. Robson's right. really shown that he can do it as well. He's he's been so consistent since they started That's giving me. him eighty minutes. I, I guess the only question mark on him would be if he's going to maintain his minutes um, up until the end of the season. Um, well, you know, we're starting to see this week that Todd Payton's giving some of the troops a bit of a rest. Um, but they've obviously got only a, a backing up from Origin only a couple of days, and they've got guys like Jeremiah Nanai who who will be given the week off. And um, seems like it may only be a matter of time before Reese Robson gets an early shower, um, particularly given that Jake Granville's in the seventeen um, most weeks at the moment. So, yeah, it's it's really really tough old position for Hooker, and um, that, that's it. I just wanted to get get you guys' thoughts. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, Glenn, move on to the next one. Number nine most traded in. I'm surprised this guy isn't higher. I'm looking forward to watching this guy fire up this week. That's Cam Munster. Mate, I'm glad you finally gave me one I can say yes to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, Munster would be itching. I mean, literally itching to get into it. So, look, it's a really good round to jump for Munster. Yeah, I like it. That one I do, I think. Um, yeah, we're, we're all going to be bringing those players in now. Like, I, I have mostly all of my guns already pumped in. But mm. uh, Munster and Grant are the two, and Tedesco, the, the three I'm left to get. And, um, yeah, I think Munster's a good shout. It may even be a shout for me this week. Yeah. No, I like Munster a lot. I'm actually contemplating whether I bring in Munster or Pappenhausen this week. Um, it feels like it's logically Pappenhausen, but I'm really – I've got this gut feeling that uh, Munster's going to come out. I don't even think it's a gut feeling. I think he's going to okay. by origin and gets dropped. He's going to be so fired up. And – He's been watching his team get pumped the last two weeks now. He's going to come out so fired up. And I reckon, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually leaning towards getting Munster now in. So when we talk about the cells this week, sorry, uh, when we talk about the cells this week, one of those I noticed on the list is Mam. I just wanted mm. to say that Mam's break even, I think, from memory was 30, 30. Mm. And, um, and they're playing the Titans who leak, um, especially to the middles. I actually... Uh, that was my plan to go ma'am to Munster, and I still may wait based on matchup. So, mm. but yeah, I, I do like the Munster one a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one in the top 10 most traded in players. I reckon this guy is a good shout to have for the run home in the second row, and that's uh, Olukawatu. I've got him in my team for a while now. He's, he's been, in my, as soon as I put him in my team, he's been, he's never leaving. So, Absolutely, he's a really he's a really good shout. I think he's he's probably far and away now become the best two RFL option. And yeah. I don't know if anyone would have thought that would have been the case at the start of the year. I'm lucky enough to own him in my draft team. Mm. Uh, I was unlucky enough that I saw enough that I brought him in in round three, um, but then I traded him out in round five because um, I'm an idiot, um, <laughs> and then brought him back in in about round nine um, and. You know, particularly without Turbo, he's just a must-have in that position. Yeah. Um, all the top teams own him, so this is just people um, correcting mistakes and and rightly so. The Manly draw is a great one to run home, so yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be huge. Yep, hundred percent. 
All right, that's it for the trade-ins this week. Let's start with the trade-out. So, number one, we'll go to you, Perso. Will Panasini, um, people just upgrading now, you reckon? Yeah, he's done his job. Um, he probably done his job a fair bit earlier, but people held him for a, the extra number last week, and unfortunately mm. for those that did, he didn't deliver. Yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely on the chopping block, uh, especially if, it, if you've got the money, you'd be upgrading. If not, there's a like, I like that hoarder trade, Panasini to hoarder, just to, if you want one enough that's going to disappear in a couple of weeks, generate some cash to... Bringing a Papenhausen or a Munster or someone. Mm-hmm. Totally understand selling Penasini now. Definitely sell. Awesome. All right. Well, it's funny how this worked out. But uh, number two traded out, Glenn, Ezra Mam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, as I was going to say, a lot of people I've seen are trading Mam out to Munster. And look, I understand why Munster's pedigree, but I think it's a beautiful matchup for the Broncos. And I mean, the Titans are leaking and they're leaking a lot in the middle. I, I, I personally wouldn't be doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, I, I have, I'll be honest, I've considered it, but I, I just think I'm in a great position this week where I don't need to. You know, I've got mm-hmm. Cleary off, off, so I've got Moses, Brown, and Mam. I'm just going to play all of them, hold out for one more round. Would, mm-hmm. Just a quick question there, Glenn. You look at the Broncos draw, they've got Titans, Para, Tigers, Roosters, Knights. You'd be pretty tempted to play Mam in all five of those games, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. yeah it's, it's a hard sell for me, and I mean, it's hard for me because I'm going to move Hines up for Moses to get to Desco, and I, I may see a position where I may hold out a little bit longer um, on to, uh, and getting Teddy and holding Mam for that draw. I agree with you. I yeah. like what I saw from Mam. Mam's got a really good running game. He's got like a really natural super coach game, but I would say scored a 69 this week. He scored a 37 or a 38 the week before. Both of those had tries in them. Yeah. Um, and I think that the only issue for me was that not only the head knock last week, he did look like he sustained a little bit of like a hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, he was pretty laboured in the, the the end of that game and he scored all his points in the first sort of 55, 60 minutes before he sort of ultimately went off. Um, he, he's he's leaving the team for me this week. Yeah. Um, He's 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 my, been my second five eighth for the last couple of rounds since I sold off Cody Walker, um, but you know he's he's a decent option to hold, especially with that low break even because he's yeah you're, you're right, Glenn. He's he's a good chance to be the, the top scoring five eighth this week, but um, I've got I've got a, a plan you know in in mind for that position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty, on to Maxi. We'll go to number three. Trade it out. Um, I see him. We see him, we talk about him every week, and that's Painhas. Um. You held him this long. How, how long is he out now? He's got, what, two more weeks left approximately around there? Could be one week, could be two. Yeah. Um, the poor bloke, he, I mean, he's just been held together by masking tape for probably the, like the last six or seven weeks now. I think the tough thing for Haas is that he's just lost all value um, in, in the front row forward. So if people are selling him, it, it feels like it's probably a week too late because it would have been yeah. smart to get someone for the buy. And um, this just might be something which is like a, a depth pick. Personally, I've, I've, I haven't owned him all year, um, but I'm probably more likely to own him in the next three or four weeks than I have been at, at the whole season. The moment he comes back, if, if he's healthy, Max King goes to him every single day of the week because you just know that he's going to be playing hard and, and trying to make up for lost time. Um, I, I don't like this one. I think if you've got him and you can cover then just hold. Surely your trades aren't high enough now that you can afford to um, get rid of a gun like that. Just one thing on Hass that I've noticed is one of the hindrances to Hass. Hass is playing the minutes you want from a forward, and I agree. I pers- I've said it before and I'll say it again. I wouldn't sell. But Carrigan has been a big reason that Hass's numbers have declined. 
because Carrigan does a lot of hit-ups and a lot of tackles, which means that House isn't needed to do as much as what Carri- uh, as he was in the past without Carrigan there. So just food for thought. Mm. Well, what, I, what I will say is I used, you made comments before about going potentially going Max King to um, to him, which is I think is a common. It's not, not, not the worst trade, obviously. I... A lot of my regular, a lot of the listeners actually know that my front row is bloody terrible. I got IPAP, Max King is my backup, and then I got Musgrove and Leo Thompson. It's so exciting to know that I could just downgrade Leo Thompson to enough and turn Musgrove into Haas in a couple of weeks. Yeah, like, it's pretty exciting to know I could do that because the price is. Who would have ever thought? And I would probably be more than likely to be doing that. So yeah, that'd be a good move. If you, mm. uh, I agree, mate. If you still got him, there's no, you, no yeah. way you bother trading him out. You've lost all that value. Yeah. I got rid of him when his shoulder first came in. I just had a hunch that it was going to be a problem. Yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got rid of him right at the start. Yeah. So that and the the rest of the Broncos middle forwards have stepped up massively this year. So Haas doesn't been doesn't have to do the work he's had to do. And then with the emergence of guys like Tarpany and <laughs> even to a lesser degree, often Gow, he's been on fire the last yeah. six, seven or eight weeks, you know, and Clemmer, he's come back to fruition. So there's all of a sudden there's plenty of options at front row. Yeah. And mm. I think the other one, obviously, is Lolo. Like, I've only owned Lolo for two weeks and he's got me 250s, which has been frustrating. But just in terms of the eye test, like, he just looks ferocious at yeah. the moment. And I'd say a lot of people would have him up as their second front row forward. Yeah, I'd um, have with Lolo. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's been that's been a great call. But um, yeah, look, my only annoying thing about the Broncos was that I was a Thomas Flegler owner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there was, there was one thousand and eighty nine people who owned that bludger, and I was one of them that brought him in when Payne Haas first did his shoulder. Um, I thought, you beauty, this guy's going to get more minutes. You know, when he gets minutes, he's a beast. Oh, like he's a PBM monster. Too, um, yeah, you know, and he, he banged out an eighty for me at, at one point, which was really really good. Um, but the prick got 18th man for Queensland in origin. Um, you know, sold me short last week. That plus Campbell Graham really, really frustrated me. So Flegler went for me last week down to enough, but um, he's just another guy who, you know, maybe next year will be his year where he finally gets the, the starters minutes and can be a gun up there. But I don't know. It's, it's fun watching the Broncos at the moment. They're a good club, good, good club to, uh, to watch. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Always been very super coach relevant for the last few years, so. All right, number four most traded out, Brennan Smith. Personally, no brainer here. Would you be getting rid of him? I think there's better options out there. Oh, don't talk to me about that, but <laughs> he's the reason I was 108k after round one. Yeah, me. Like, I brought it with Harry Grant out and playing the Tigers. I thought, oh, he, he, and he looked good last year. He had 69. I thought, bugger it, I'll bring him in, and he'll be more. <laughs> if the hookers didn't go well, I could swap him back there anyway. He scored one. I captained him, so <laughs> no. I, I want nothing to do with the cheese ever again. But um, you're allergic. He's, he's been an absolute <laughs> bum this year, super catch wise. Like every time we start to think he's at a juicy price, he's, with his pedigree, he could come in handy. He just hasn't. He, he jagged a try in his 150th the other week. For mm. He scored 67, yeah. and then even the weekend he didn't do a lot. So, well, if you got the cheese, yeah, you're definitely pissing him off. But um, I'd put him in the never again category at the moment. That's for sure. The only thing I'd say, Perso, is, gee, I'm glad the Tigers didn't pay 900k a season for him. Oh. <laughs> and he's going to be the Roosters' problem next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got enough problems like that. <laughs> uh, all right, Glenn, uh, number five, most traded out, Jacob Caraz. Um, is, is this just people saying they've done a job, get the guns in now? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it depends who you're moving to. Like I said, there's a few I really like. I've got Mulatalo. I really like Holmes for the run home. 
there's a few players there, uh, yeah, and Karaz isn't in your final 17. He's not even in your final 21. So he's done his job. He's made his money. Move him on. Yep. Awesome. All right. Number six most traded out is Josh King. Um, I think I'm surprised that everyone's still owning him. I think it was gone ages ago. Maxi? Yeah, look, I think people just a while ago just thought he'd be a really good number for the buy, but um, you know, the big thing that's let King down for probably like the last six or seven weeks has been Tui Kamakamika. Um, he's just eaten his minutes and turned him from a guy who was banging out fifties into a guy who was banging out thirties. Um, mm-hmm. He was the bloke I sold at four ninety k down a Flegler. Um, so in the end, just neither of them um, were were a buy number for me. Um, and look, the handy jewel, and he's not a must sell because to be honest, he's not worth that much um, at the moment. But look, if he's if he's a downgrade to say a, a pole. Yeah. Um, to get your cash to to get a Teddy or a Pappenhausen or just a gun this week, then um, yeah, that's a fine trade. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And next one, probably a no-brainer, but I'm I'm actually going to keep this guy because I don't think we need to sell him, and that's Grant Anderson, per se. He's my enough now. He's at the price where he's enough. Yeah, pretty much. If you're stuck with him, if you if yeah. you're looking just to, I think I don't, I'm loading up on my centre wing, so I've got one. I've just got Schiller in the same situation. He's more enough. And the of the other five are uh, pretty good players. So if you yeah, if you're stuck, you're not going to sell him. Oh, he hasn't made enough to sell to anyone. So then he's we just lost 11k. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're not going to see him again. So yeah, easy mm-hmm. enough in the centre wing. You wouldn't waste a trade getting rid of him. Nah. All right, interesting one here. I go to you, Glenn Ryan Madison. I know people are starting to see glimpses of last year when he's out for seven weeks. Uh, what are your thoughts here, mate? Yeah, I don't like this one. I would be holding. Yeah. I mean, I. I know a rib injury can be an impact to you. Uh, we saw what it did with David Fafita last year, so I understand the thinking behind it. But someone that averages four or five offloads a game in a side that's buying for the finals, I don't know. I personally would be holding him. Um, mm. But, look, I, I don't begrudge it. If they're going to David Fafita or Matt, uh, to Murray, or if that's what their plan is, but, you know, they might be shorter numbers this week too. People may have been caught out and they may need to do it. So, But I, I personally, if I had Matt, I'd, I'd hold. Yeah, I I disagree with that, Glenn. I think 670k and like a too many question marks with an injury like that for me. Yeah. Um, you know that that for feeder example is exactly why you do get rid of a bloke like that. Like for feeder start of the year, looking like an absolute bastard after Rapana put that shot on him in the All Stars game. Yeah. I don't think Maddo's if he does get back. Like, and this must be seriously painful if the bloke's been given three weeks off. Um, I'd be flipping straight to Tarpany. Um, if I had the option for the same price um, and, and wouldn't look back from that trade. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you in theory. I, I don't know if Tarpany would be my choice. I Personally, I, look, I get your reasoning behind that. I, I like ceiling and I think David Feeder or Murray offer those, but I, yep. I don't. I can't begrudge Tarpany. And and I do like what you said earlier about the draw with Tarpany. So, look, yeah, that's yeah, it's a good shout, Max. I agree. I'll take mm. that. I agree with you. <laughs> I don't like yeah, doing that. It's not my. Not my <laughs> you know, I, I won't be invited uh, back. Matt has, an, Matt has another nightmare for me. I never get him at the right time. I started with him as well in round one. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, through his thirty-eight and his hamstring that he went disappearing on. So I'm dirty on him too. Yep. How the feeling? All right. So um, number nine most traded out player this week. This one's a bit of a surprise to me. I go to you, Maxie. Um, Max King. Um, who are you trading him to? I don't. This is a confusing one. Like, yeah, oh. it's a really, it's a really good question, and I think you're right, Glenn. It, it must be one of the bottom dollar nuffs, um, just to free up cash 
Um, personally, yeah, look, Max King's not going to go as well, I don't think, as he has been, just given that he's been named a prop this week. TPJ's back for the Bulldogs. Um, and, and really, like, the, a big part of the reason he's he's had the the minutes has been as well. Luke Thompson's been off, yeah. and like, and he he could be back at any moment. So um, I, I'm I'm going to keep him. Um, but look, if this is your way to make money, then um, then so be it. I, I would just say that um, you're going to need at least three players who are playing at front row forward. Um, it's it's risky carrying one enough, especially if you don't have the jewels in um, 2RF to cover yourself. So just make sure that you've got at least a little bit of depth at, depth at front row forward. And the other thing about Ming that's very handy that people keep forgetting is he tends to be playing late in the mm. round. Quite oh, yeah. Time. He's a godsend this week, particularly if you've got like a Cam Murray or, um, or, or a Tedesco or someone who's backing up from Origin. Like I, I, I looked at that this afternoon and just thought, he's, you beauty. He's, he's, my, he's my 18th man and, and definitely first in for a, for a replacement this week. He's got dual status too now. Yeah, yeah, handy, super handy. Which is pretty handy. Like, he's a guy that you could definitely carry as your sort of ninth, twentieth type. That's for sure. Yep. I've been unlucky enough to have all my uh, front row jewels end up in the front row, so yeah, I, go, same. I can't even use them. So I Pap, Lolo, Ming, they're all up there. Even <laughs> Vunapola for Fida, who, who no Viliami for Fida, who's my nuff up there as well. So yeah, can't move him around, but um, yeah, it looks good on paper. Yeah. <laughs> it helps when you actually when you're making the trades anyway. So if yeah. you're making a trade, I want to get rid of Tuolangi, for example. I can nuff him out, bring King down, and put enough up in the front row. So nice, all good. All right, we'll go to the last one, most traded out player, which yeah, I'm a bit shocked by as well. I know he's not playing this week, but uh, Talakai um, Perso, would you be trading him out this week? If like everyone's dying on trades, I'm not sure if I'd be trading him out. Nah, if the time if you were going to sell Talakai, that time went. Rounds and rounds ago, when he was at his peak, um, especially with the Sharks run home. If you've held on him this long, it's madness getting rid of him. He's still basing really well. His attacking stats are going to come. He, mm. Is he going to get another 185 this year? No, but mm. he's going to. He'll get another enough attacking stats on that run home with the Sharks draw to warrant sort of keeping him. Plus, with the dual flexibility, unless you like had no one else to sell or something, and you, you really needed to make up some cash. Mm. But I think. The cash benefit of selling Talakai is gone. Like he's not he, his cash value is not there nearly to justify that for what he's averaging. So he'd be a hold for me if I had him. Yeah, yeah. a lot of the people that are, are selling him now, the ones that bought him when he was really high priced too, the ones that got him way earlier, uh, they've sold him and they've made their money out of him. So um, yeah, it's just a bit of a you're not make you're losing money on it. So. Well, all righty, guys. So that's pretty much that wraps up the market watch for this week. Let's talk a bit more about Origin. We've got Origin tomorrow night, guys. So um, I'll go around the grounds and get everyone's take on what they think is going to happen. So I'll start with you, uh, Max. What do you think um, is going to happen tomorrow night with the Origin, mate? Put on the spot. I'm predicting a famous victory for the Blues at Suncorp Stadium, winning a decider there for the first time in uh, like a really, really long time. I mm. don't know the exact amount of years, but um, look, Munster, I think, is just too big an out to cover. Um, I feel like all signs are pointing to to a, to a bit of an ambush from the Blues up there. Game one, they looked unprepared. They looked uninterested. I think it really gave them a wake up call. They're, they've been the superior team on paper, so uh, I'm thinking that they'll have a they'll win and they'll win well. Mm. Yeah. All right, Perso, what do you think, mate? Yeah, emphatic Blues victory, 38 <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be too strong. The master, yeah. the master out is a massive one. I mean. Uh, that's the narrative is written for Queensland now, isn't it? If they, they lose, it's because Munster didn't play. 
if they mm. win, oh, they the one against all odds, and because Munster wasn't there, and it's the best win that Queensland's ever had. But we're missing Trevojevic and Mitchell as well, so yeah, that's it. All right, Glenn, tell me your story, mate. I agree. I think New South Wales win, but I caught. I, I wrote a post this week on our page. You probably read about um, cautioning New South Wales to not get to the problem with New South Wales is that we have the better side on paper. And if you were to tell me two players to take out of the Queensland side, Cotter and Munster would be the two for me. Yeah. Cotter's, um, he makes a lot of tackles, and Munster. Mm-hmm. Cotter was a huge out in that second game. Oh yeah. Yeah, but what I'm afraid of, and I said in my my thread, was that I'm afraid of the dog fight that what Queensland do is because they don't have the superior side um, on paper, they try and get New South Wales down into a dogfight. If New South Wales play football, New South Wales win. Just don't get down in a dogfight with Queensland because uh, Queensland do it very well. Yeah, they've got the players to do it. They've got the, the mongrel in Arrow. They've got Collins in there. They can really get under your skin as well. Um, yeah, there's a few guys in there, that, or Tino especially as well. There's a bunch of guys there that will literally just sit there and yeah start that dogfight like you said. Um, personally, I think the game, I reckon, I reckon we do win, but I reckon it's going to be a little bit closer um, than what some people are thinking because I know we understand that there's, there's, there's sort of Suncorp value there. It's a very hard game for, to go to Suncorp and try and win a game. It is very challenging. And one thing I will say is it was a two years ago when we all saw the Queensland side and we all thought this is the worst Queensland side we've ever seen on paper and they came out and so. freaking... Yeah, they mess us up real bad. So I'm just a bit nervous about any complacency there. But I'm hoping, obviously, that because that has happened, there is a precedent there that they're going to go in and actually have that in the back of their mind. We're not going to just go out there. Either going to come out and just destroy Queensland or it's going to be a very close yeah. game. The other player that's a massive out is Kafusi as well, Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. Underrated. You put, you're swapping Nanai for Kafusi. You know where New South Wales attacks going. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, it's a good point, Dan, about not sort of getting ahead of yourself because, like, I guess we're all sitting here going, oh, Cameron Munster, Cameron Munster, what an out. But, like, Ben Hunt, he's yeah. coming in. Like, Ben Hunt's a quality, quality footballer. And, and, and you know, the only knock would be him and DCE. They're, they're too similar. Um, mm. Tommy Dearden's an interesting one if he gets a start. I don't think he does. I think, I think they'll go with Hunt and, and give Grant the, the, the reins at number nine. Um, but look, it's you know it, we were all sounding confident, but you know it's it's going to be a great game no matter what. I yeah. think it's going to be a hell of a spectacle. I can't wait. And interesting, you should say Hunt because I said to my son today, if New South Wales to win, it will be off the back of Hunt. And what Hunt does really well mm. is his kicking game from dummy half. He's and keeping us bogged down in our own half. So I, I'm nervous, but I I mean I I can see a New South Wales winning in the last 20 minutes. Do we think Hunt plays five eight? I don't. I'm not so sure with the way. I, I think that Deedon, the way Slater coaches. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Deedon's a good player, and there was talk uh, earlier. I don't know if you heard this, but they were actually going to play Deedon over DCE. There was actually murmurs that that was a thing. So I don't know how true mm. that was, but I heard that on NRL 360. Harry Grant's so dynamic off the bench with Hunt starting at hooker. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be, it won't surprise me if they don't change that. Yeah, well, I, I think that this is what I think is going to happen. I think that didn't start, Hunt starts at hooker. Uh, when Grant comes on, Hunt moves to the 5-8 yeah. position. Yeah, then. that's exactly what I think. Yeah. yeah. Or, or didn't doesn't even get – I mean, they've got 19 their name. Who is the two in the 19? Didn't's yeah. very good defensively, though, so it won't surprise me at all if Billy's going to throw him in. DCE and Hunt run the show, and yeah. then Grant comes off the bench. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where Queensland beat us in the first game was their bench. With When Grant Collins and yeah. Garrigan came on, the momentum just totally changed. They took the game away from us. Ponga in that in that second game as well just looks so much yeah. better with a better support crew around him. Like they got they got some weapons still, the Maroons. Like Munster's obviously the big threat because we just know that he's just the man. Like he he just takes it on and does it himself. But they've still got they've still got the players, they've got the smarts. Like the it's it, it's gonna be good. But I think particularly that left edge, yeah. um Burton, yeah, Luai, um, Toto, it's just you know, it, it's a premiership winning edge. Um, and they just look so so happy Lucy being there. back together. So yeah, I, I think I think the Blues will be too strong. Yeah, and that was the one from game one as well with Cot. Oh, the, the reason, one of the biggest reasons Cleary was so nullified in his kicking game in, mm. was Cotter's line speed in defence. He was just on him every time. Yeah. He, he played eighty minutes. It was just relentless, and they missed him massively in game two. Yeah, I just can't believe how like he plays eighty minutes in the middle, and he's still got the one of the best line speeds across the whole game. It was he has a motor on him. It's oh, ridiculous. He's super fit. Yeah, yeah. He should be drug tested after the game, mate. No, him and Morgan, but the difference. And you're right, Perso, one hundred percent. The bench mm-hmm. was the difference, and I saw that as soon as I saw the benches for for us and for them. I just thought that bench is far more dominant, and it's what proved to happen. Yeah. Definitely. Which is why Freddie made the changes for game two. Yeah, and yep. he did it well. It'd just be interesting to see if they miss Whiten at all because I still think Talakai is a bit of a strange bench play. Like yeah. he's obviously got the versatility because he he's a he's a genuine second rower for for Cronulla has been for a few years and played played plenty of middle as well. But like personally, would would have loved to have seen a Whiten there. I do like the um Appy and Grant, sorry, not uh, and Cook combo though. Um, Appy was immense. He was just snapping blokes in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. Him and Jake were just huge, just locking down that middle for the first 20 minutes. And then um, Cook just looked like much, much better with just that extra bit of gas in the tank. It, um, yeah. it will, won't surprise me at all if Whiten comes in for Telecor. Mm. Yeah, I, and personally, I'd love that as well because it'd give me an extra super coach player for um for, for, for Thursday or Friday night whenever the um whenever the Sharks are backing up against the Cows. Whiten's built for Origin. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's an origin player. Oh, 100%. And he's a big body too. You can't tell me you can't do the job that Telecor did in the last game. 100%. Yeah, exactly right. And covers more positions. So, And, yeah, Freddie's been a fan of him for years. So it won't surprise me at all if that change happens. Mm. Yeah. I've never, never been a really big fan of White. And that's more – I don't like his attitude personally on the game and everything. But I'll back him 100% as one – he's definitely built for origin. Um, he's got that – you need that mongrel in you. You need to have that attitude and the confidence. And he's – yeah, he's got it by the bucket full. So, all right, guys, we're going to talk a bit more about Origin here. So, we're going to talk about uh, players we think, I know the ones that were named that may not back up. So, um, this uh, one, actually this actually may concern one of my trades I'm making this week, and I'm pressing to bring it in DCE. Um, DC didn't back up last year after Origin in the last game. What are your thoughts? I'll go to you, Glenn, first. What are your thoughts? Would you reckon DCE backs up? I reckon they have to. I, I, yeah, well, Manly and Roosters and Raiders are really struggling for that bottom eight. You saw the post I wrote about how, how I think it plays out. So I agree with you, they have to. But if anyone is going to need resting, it will be Queensland, in my opinion. Uh, Queensland uh, middle, I meant to say Queensland spine or spine players uh, from both sides, really. You've mm. already seen that New South Wales are resting mares, uh, but Bar Tedesco, it wouldn't surprise me to see DCE rested, mate. But you're right, they need him. They desperately need him. Yeah. 
All right. So um pretty sure already got this one. I wrote all the names down before the team list came out. But, so I'm going to crossing them all out now. So I'll write Holmes down there as well as another option, but I think he has already been excluded from the team. DCE, we think, what do you reckon? Do you reckon DCE backs up, Maxi? I don't. I think he will. Um, he he. Most years he he does. Um, he's pretty tough like that, and I just think he's so important to this manly side, as you said, with their ladder position, they can't really afford it. And man, I, I love the trade as well. Um, we all know what DCE did last year to end the Supercoach season. Um, mm. He's he's loving um, Olakawatu outside him, and um, his kicking game earns a lot of points as well with his um, repeat sets and forty twenty. So he he's a super super pod for the for the run home. Um, so for chasing ranks, I think that's a sick move. Yeah. Mm. yeah so what what I will say that he didn't back up last year, but I think that's because well, they were they were sitting pretty last year on that ladder. Yeah, uh, having Turbo there for the whole year, I think really they were looking really confident there. So they didn't need to play him, but I think this year's a bit different. So. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, another one to talk about. Go to your perso, Harry Grant. I think he's in a similar boat. Do you reckon they rest Harry Grant or use Wishard for maybe a bit more minutes? Unless um, Harry gets banged up, I don't they won't rest him this week. And I think it's mm. the, he's got a fair turnaround to um, when they play Sunday, I think, don't they? For a block game Sunday, Sunday, yep, so, they sure do. Yep. Yeah, so I, especially with the cheese, yet, I think um, he'll play unless he gets really banged up. They haven't really, they, yeah, they're running short on options there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah and I think they, they need to win as well. Like yeah. they're, they're starting to sort of slip into that third place, and I think they definitely want top two. Um, so they get home ground for that first um, first major semi final. So um, I, I, I think he backs up too. Yep. All right. Well, I'll move on to the New South Wales side because there's not any other real players on the Queensland side there that really I thought were super coach relevant, unless you guys can think of any. But we'll start with um the uh, second row. So Angus Crichton, I think he starts from the bench there. You reckon he 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 should be playing, shouldn't he, Glenn? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like the other two sides we just spoke about, the Roosters also need a win. Um, yeah. They have a bit more depth, so they are in a better position to arrest him uh, mm-hmm. with uh, GWH and um, Lodge coming into that side in the through the forward rotation. So they could afford to bring one of the butchers in to that position and play him possibly from the bench. But mm-hmm. I, unlikely, I think Angus backs up, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing with Angus is just keeping an eye as well that um, Manu is at six. And um, I think Manu and, and Kiri are very different prospects for passing the ball yeah. to, to Angus. Yeah. Um, Angus should base really well. Um, they'll be in this game against St. George and should win, which means that he'll make his tackles, um, he'll get his runs, but... Is he likely to be put through a hole by his five eighth and um, score a try? Maybe not as likely um, as he was with Kiri there. So um, those people who did sell, um, you know, it's it's a it's a really interesting decision. I'm personally going to hold, but um, mm. if you do have the trades, then he he definitely could be a sell if um, Manu's going to keep that number six on his back for a few more weeks. Yeah. yeah so who, who does Angus run at as well? Is he running at a uh, bird? Uh, no, I think Bird will be on the other side of the field. Yeah, so he'll be running at um, Jaden Sewer, who's a pretty good defender. Pretty good defense, yeah, um, right. yeah, Lomax and um, a new winger, um, Tata Moga, yeah. Uh, yeah. for the Dragons on that edge. So, But, you know, I, I think I think Manu, I think the Chooks will be really up for it yeah. um, and should look to win well. But, um, yeah, just in terms of his attack, he's not necessarily going to get that um, that ball to put him through a hole, which is his real strength, that hole running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll move on to the next one. Go to you, Perso. Um, Teddy, 
He didn't back up. He normally doesn't back up, but I think we... What do you reckon? Oh, he does. He backs up. Um, didn't last year. No, nah, it depends on the turnaround. It depends on the going. The Chooks are struggling this year. So if, if Teddy's not bad, he backs up. Mm. 100%. Yeah, he, t- Teddy, um, they're, they're playing on Saturday as well. So yeah, got one left day to really so, turn around. So. They, they really need to win this. If they can't afford to drop this game against the Dragons, that's for sure. So... Yeah. Unless, especially uh, with no no Kiri there and Manu playing, um, I know they've got Hutchinson at nineteenth man, I think at the moment. But like yeah. they'd probably rather have Teddy back there, obviously. So uh, you'd, you'd nearly be tempting the captain Teddy this week if yeah. you had him to. Oh uh, yeah, Dragons. big option, the great option. Yeah. All right, we'll go to the last one, and I think we already touched on it a bit earlier when it comes to the tradings. Um, that's Cam Murray. Um, do you reckon he gets limited minutes here, Glenn? Yeah, I do, mate. I I, I think he'll back up as well, but I think it'll be from the bench. Mm. Or, or he'll play. Yeah, he, his minutes will be not not what yeah. they normally are. Yeah, because I mean, he also did back up last year as well. So he's one of the yeah. players that will. I didn't actually check what his score was last year. I should have probably done that. Maybe put my research hat on. But um, yeah, he did back up last year. I think yeah, he, he does do a lot of work for New South Wales as well. It's kind of like the Zayo. He does a lot of work as well in the middle. That's why it makes sense that he got rested. But um, yeah, that would surprise so. me to see Cook play reduced minutes too, just just quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Salida Lever doing the coverage there. I think the, the interesting thing with Murray, like I had a look at his minutes recently, and since round twelve, he's been sort of reduced from seventy to, to fifty minutes per yeah. game. Um, he's only played seventy once, which was actually in round sixteen, um, but he only scored a fifty, I think, in like that absolute um, shocking wet weather game where they couldn't even play the ball in the middle third because it was just all mud. Yeah. Um, I reckon Murray's dead set a guy that you want in your 17 um, for the run home because the moment his minutes get back to 70, he's going to be scoring 75-plus again each and every week. Um, It's just whether or not you want to go early on him, knowing that he might only bang out a 50 this week um, and sort of try and pick it up later or if you want to sort of go to a Fafida. So I think I know what Glenn's thinking on that front. Um, I unfortunately sort of went early on Murray last week just because I sort of gave up a little bit on the buy once Maddo was out um, in my 2RF. So I'm I'm hoping that he gets his good minutes this week. Yeah. One thing one thing I will say about Murray as well. I know we did touch on the Rabbitohs draw being quite terrible, but I, I reckon that actually benefits Murray a lot, and um, yeah. I'll explain that. So, so when Souths are playing those tougher matchups, they will spread the ball left. They'll get they'll get stopped by their wingers. They'll spread the ball right. They'll get stopped by the wingers. Then they attack through the middle with that inside run with that line that Murray runs, and they tend to score tries often in that fashion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's those tougher matchups are when Murray scores more actual attacking stats as well. And mm-hmm. when he's playing those tough teams, he's also making a lot of tackles and get a lot of base as well. Yeah. So yeah. those tough matchups are ideal for Murray. And this is a good matchup actually for Murray. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, that's right. We're setting up for Origin. Is there anything else to talk about when it comes to Origin? I think we're all pretty good there. All right, let's move into trades for the week. So if you want to share, don't mind sharing there, Maxi. Um, let us know what trades you're on this week, mate. Yeah, absolutely, mate. This is a week I've been planning for for some time, so I'm super excited about it. So I started the week with seven trades, and I had seven hundred sorry, 676K in the bank. Um Basically, the, the the buy round really kicked my ass. And um, after thinking I'd have Flegler um, last week, I ended up nothing him, um, which meant I just had I've got heaps of money to burn this week. Um, and then I also went Campbell Graham to Cam Murray last week. So first trade this week, Ezra Mam to Scott Drinkwater. Um, I have been absolutely shocked with the amount of people who have been trading out Drinky yep. in the last week or two to Pappenhausen and other people. 
Um, for me, I think Drinky is, is the clear number two, five, eight. Um, his average is in the 70s. If you take out the Penrith and the Melbourne Storm game, which you probably wouldn't have played him anyway, he averages 80. Um, he's got a high ceiling. The cows have got the draw. We goal kicking this week. Um, I cannot wait to own him because I think of all the guys like Dylan Brown, he scares me not owning him the most. Um, so he'll be coming into my team um, and may even feature later in the conversation when we're talking about um, VCs. Um, my second trade will be Will Kennedy out, who I brought in um, two weeks ago, and he's made me you know, plenty of cash, which has been great. Um, and Tedesco provided that he backs up. So if Tedesco doesn't um, uh, back up, then I might have to get in Luttrell. Um, and then I also have one boost, boost, less, boost, boost left, <laughs> and I'm thinking of using my final trade, um, and that would be going um, either Ruben Cotter or um, McInnes to Harry Grant. Um, so that cash is really helping me turn three mids into three guns. Um, and then just my only real decision is if I use the boost or just never use that boost and just hold the trade. So that would leave me with four trades if I use the three this week um, for the run home. But then my team would be absolutely stacked. Yeah, no, sounds good. All right. So what trades are you making this week, mate, if you're making any at all? I was planning on not making any, but um, the... Panthers all getting rested, losing with the chorus and Cotter stuck at hooker. So I'm probably going to have to go a week earlier than I wanted and punt Cotter to Grant, which is not the end of the world. But uh, and, and that's probably it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I hate when your hands forced. It's really annoying when that happens, isn't it? So I haven't got a hell of a lot of trades left. I'll be up down to about um, similar, but yeah, about seven, I think six, six or seven or something. If I make that, yeah, six. So I'll be down to about six after this week. So I sort of wanted to hold, but. Yeah, that's a rob. It's not the worst. And then reassess next week with all these guys. So I want to get Munster back in, which I there's a chance I might bring him in this week anyway because I think he's going to go nuts. But uh, yeah, hundred percent. If I make a second trade, it'll be to bring Munster back in. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've got Drinky and Mam uh, <coughs> five eight, so that it'd have to be Mam that would be sacrificed, unfortunately, for that because I'm holding drink water for the run home for sure. Yeah. All right. All right, Glenn. Any trades this week, mate? I'm not, mate. No, I'm actually not trading. Look, I wanted to say something to people just to be cautious about is COVID's ramping up a bit at the moment and there could be some carnage. I'm hoping not. But so don't get too jumpy with your trades. Try and hold on to some. If you don't need to trade, don't. You know what I mean? Like, I, look, I want to get Grant and I want to get Tedesco and I want to get Munster and they're all in my plans. I'm cashed up and I'm, I've got all the ways to do it. But I, I feel the way my side sits at the moment, it's quite... The matchups for me this round are quite good. You know, I've got Moses Brown, man there, Hines and uh, Pappenhaus and Cook. I'm I'm quite stacked in those positions, so I can I can afford the weight. Yeah, no, fair call. Yeah. All right, we'll go with my trade. So um, initially, I just I, I'm bit, I'm torn now. I was going to go Kennedy into Pappenhaus and um, as have a bit of money in the bank there left over still. So. Um, but I may look at going Cody Walker to Munster instead because I think we've established he's going to have a pretty cracker of a game this week. This week? Um, this week, yeah. Thinking about doing... playing the dogs. Yeah, I know, but Cody Walker's also Cody Walker and he's been getting 50s yeah. and then 30s and then... I've had him for a long time, mate. He's been yeah. burning me. The other option is I'll go Dylan Brown out to Munster and have yeah. him out for the one week and I don't think that's the case. I think I need to... And this is the thing about... Um, you made comments about drink water before... Uh, and I totally agree with you. I think he's a gun and people are trading him out because they're going for that namesake in Munster. They're going for the namesake in Cody Walker and then, and um, 
it, it's they, they can't have them all. And I think Drinkwater being the new kid on the block, the people are a bit nervous about it. They don't actually see the rank. Um, so yeah, it's hard to get them all, unfortunately. But and the, in the key positions, you've got five, eight, and fullback, and all these positions are so stacked at the moment. So um, I Drinkwater will be too. Good players to own for yeah. the run home. Yeah, oh, yeah. I couldn't try drink water in the monster. No way. No. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely want them both. And I, I think I, I'm just so excited this week because yeah. um, I'll have Teddy and Pappenhausen at fullback. I'll yeah. have Munster and Drink at five eighth. Mm. Have Cleary and Hines at halfback, and then I'll have Harry Grant and either Cotter or McInnes um, yeah. at hooker. Um, yeah. I think this year the, the, the spine's key. Like last year for for new players like myself, it was all centres. Yeah. You, you just wanted the wingers and you were just going to play them all on matchups. But I reckon your spine guys this year, yeah. um, especially given that you've only got one reserve at those spots, you, you've mm. got to have two guns. Yeah, and that's 100%. got something to do with the scoring too. The halves are getting paid more this year with the try assist and yeah. coming in that back line. So you're actually correct there. The halves are yeah. the ones to target by. That's it. And uh, for my second trade, I'm looking at going Jerome Hughes. Very luxury trade here, but it's Jerome Hughes to DCE, which we touched on earlier. And I think DCE is playing the Knights this week, and we want to know what he can do. Um, and I'm really hoping that'll just. So I haven't. Got, I traded Hines last week to Latrell, um, and I, that's because I decided to choose DCE over Hines as my um, half. Um, so that's it's a bold move, I know, but I think DCE. My guess is he's going to outscore Hines for the rest of the year. Both have really good draws. But Hines has a kicking as well. It's just it's going to be a 50-50 for me, but I'm hoping that I can just get that little jump on the rest. Yeah, certainly a pod move. You know, Hughes is actually a ma- massive pod himself. I don't think yeah. he's, he's only got one owner in the top 100. And, yeah. um, mm. he's, he's really, really low ownership. But look, he, he had, he's had two weeks now to kind of step up and prove himself and didn't really take his chances. And yeah, like, I'd, I'd love to own DCE, but um, yeah, I'm personally going to, personally going to stick on with Hines. Yeah, no, it makes sense to stick with Hines as well. A lot of these decisions I'm making are based on where I'm ranked, so um, which are not normally bad decisions. So, um, all right, guys, let's move on to vice captain and captain. We'll start with you, Maxi. Uh, how are you going this week? Yeah, man, I think there's so many good options um, this week to choose from. Um, like the you know the Chooks have got the Dragons, Souths have got the Dogs, Penrith have got the Tigers, Manly have got the Knights. Um, personally, I'm going to play around with a few of one of the new toys um, that I'm going to pick up this week in my trades. So I'm, I'm thinking I'll VC Drinkwater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that first game is never usually a cracker, but um, Drinkwater is a really good option there, I think, just as a just as a pot option. Um, I'm pretty confident I can loop now with no um, AE nightmares like Max King's the worst guy I own, and he's good for at least a 40. Um, and then as a C, I'm thinking uh, Manu against the Dragons. So if I don't loop, then um, Mano will be the man for me. Nice and potty. I like it. All right. Perso, mate, how are you going this week? Uh, I'm exactly the same as Maxi. Not not, not so potty. There's one less. (laughs) VC and Drinky in the C, Mano, 100% locked in. Love it. Awesome. All right, Glenn. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to VC Moses. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've got my C on Cook at the moment, and uh, but I'm probably going to go Puppenhausen uh, if Munster and Grant are named. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm also going to play with my new toy. I'm going to be VCing DCE. Um, and I'll VC DCE and put the captain on whoever I trade in, whether it's Munster or um, Puppenhausen. I'm leaning towards Munster at the moment. So um, luckily I've got 
Grant Anderson's still there, and I've got Olam on my team as well, so I can interchange those guys in the last game, which is fantastic for the loop. So, all right. Uh, one more thing before we head off. We try to get everyone to give us our bold predictions, so put everyone on the spot. I, I, I always remember this is coming, and I still haven't got a clue what I'm going to say, so I've got to make <laughs> up. I'll go around the grounds first, and then I'll have my idea later. So, Maxi, bold prediction this week, mate? Yeah, man, I, I did have a think about this one, Dan. I got a couple. Um, one will please Glenn. Um, my first one is that uh, Tessie knew to get back-to-back tons. Um, firstly, he's got the Titans. They're hopeless. They got some shocking defenders in that back line, and they got a new bloke on the wing. Um, I think New was amazing against the Broncos. It was probably his best game of first grade. Um, looked like, apart from his strong running game, he also had um, a, a few passes, like one cut out to his winger on the right. That was beautiful. And even that pass yeah. to yeah to pass to Ezra Mam as well on it's the run for that try. Game, like, yeah, it was he was massive, and you know, all of a sudden you're sort of thinking these headaches they're going to have at the Broncos for these fullback options. But Cobo <laughs> Walsh coming next year, yep. um, so I think he can easily have back to back tons. And I'm just hoping no one from my draft league is listening because he's on waivers, and I want him. Um, <laughs> and then my second uh, bold prediction is that the West Tigers are going to make the Panthers uh, regret running their second grade eleven, uh, second grade tide uh, out this weekend by only losing by thirty. Well, <laughs> mate, I think the Tigers can turn it around. They've shown oh, that they can show they can step up for the big ones, and I think that this is as big as it gets. Well, if you look back, not only what just over twelve months ago, they, they That's did it. it. So, um, and that was that was a hard one to watch for me because all the Tigers fans were so whingy about the whole Cleary thing, and it got a bit feisty in the crowd there. So, and then when they won, that was just the yeah icing on the cake, and it made me really angry at Tante So. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, bold predictions, mate. Uh, I'm going to go with Olakalatu, Mam, and uh, who was the third one? Manu, all to turn up. Manu, awesome. So 100 plus, awesome. All right, Glenn, on a roll from last week, mate. Uh, how are you yeah. going this week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Moses to turn up again. Yeah. And I'm going to go Stags to turn up again. Yeah. And I'm going to go Grant to go under 60. Versus the Sharks, who defend very well in the middle. Yeah, they do indeed, yes. Yeah. 60. Sub 60. Um, all right, so I'm going to go... I, I, it hasn't worked for me. I, I've been, I hate jinxing myself when I bring my new trades in, but I've been doing it the last few weeks, and it hasn't affected my score. So I'm going to jinx myself again, and I'm going to say uh, Munster and DCE to get 250 total. So Nice. Like that. Fingers crossed on the Munster end of things. He um, <laughs> did, did mention him before, but he'd be a really good caption option. Glenn, I like the Stags oh, call 100%. as well. There was a there was a really good stat, I think, from the um, SC stat man who said that um, Tessie New is the, uh, the – he holds the key to Stags' success. Um, Stags' average is almost 70 with Tessie New at fullback and just 43 with Tamari Martin um, at fullback. So um, Stags, you know, he could we, we could all be bringing him back for a third time. Um, if Tessie New <laughs> keeps the number one. Um, so, yeah, v- very interesting watch there for anyone who's after a bit of a pod and, you know, a bit of a bit of a headache um, at CTW. Yeah, I like it. All right, guys, that about wraps everything up for tonight. Uh, I want to really thank uh, our guests again. So, Max and Perso, thanks for jumping on, mate. You guys are awesome. Uh, pod was pretty good tonight. I got some great info off both of you. Uh, welcome back anytime. Um, and then you want to say, Glenn? No, I just thank you. And just remember, um, is there anything you guys wanted to – any uh, – you're on Supercoach Power, uh, 
playbook. So if you want to people check him out on there. And Perso, um, he, he's got a pot, pot he's been promising us now for a lifetime. <laughs> we do believe it will It's happen. coming. It's coming probably in the off-season. I'm running is, a book on everyone's it. In on, everyone, yeah. Everyone's in it. And the ones I haven't asked are still I haven't asked, but uh, it's happening. Um, yeah, I'll just – yeah, a few more articles coming out soon too. Hopefully yeah. I'll spread around the sites. But um, that podcast should be up and running. No, just a massive thank you guys for coming on tonight. That's all I want to say. Thanks for having us. Absolute pleasure. Look forward to it. Um, All right, guys. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll be back again next Wednesday. Obviously, Tuesday night tonight because we have Origin tomorrow. We don't want to interrupt that uh, awesome game. So, um, go Blues. And, um, yeah, see you all next week. I want that trophy. I want that trophy. I want that trophy.